Bandwagon Nerds is taped in front of a live studio audience. Thank you and thank you. Hello again, fellow basement dwellers. This is your good friend, Patrick O'Dowd, welcoming you in to another edition of Bandwagon Nerds. Bandwagon Nerds is, of course, brought to you as a part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com, where we remind you to always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And we are here the day after Christmas to bring you a very special edition of Bandwagon Nerds as first spoken into existence by one Aesop Mitchell and approved by David Ungar and PC Tunney and reluctantly by myself. We bring you the Streamies. That's right. Our end of the year show will be known as the Streamies. That's right. Welcome. Welcome. And, yeah, so we have a special (laughs) two-part show coming your way. Part one today here on the 26th, and then part two will be on January 2nd, just after you have all celebrated the new year. You've all just celebrated Christmas 
Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever holiday you're celebrating, something weird's going on in, in the Mitchell household right now. There's like flashing red lights. Did Santa come yeah. back? Is that is that what happened? No, no I, it's a rent a car commercial, and it's absolutely giving me a stroke right now. The hell. That's right. If you have light sensitivity, do not listen to today's bandwagon nerds. You may go into seizures. We are going to visual medium, visual medium, because we are not on YouTube yet. But we have over the next two weeks, 14 categories that were mostly developed by one David Ungar, the lawyer, who is also with us. You heard Aesop Mitchell, which, by the way, before I go back to welcoming Dave, I feel like um, this is the first time like you've you've been on the show with me on it in a really long time. It feels like when I invite you, you, you don't come. It's like you're ducking me and the streams I, come I along. Swear, and you're like, here I am. I swear I'm not ducking. It, look, the, no the real, the real problem is down the wire. I have to watch as much football as humanly possible. So that way I sound somewhat credible uh, when we record. Uh, so it's gotcha, been gotcha. very difficult. I had to like go out and buy red zone uh, I'm just like shelling out money for a podcast to make no money on. I love it. It's, you know, that's the, that's the passion I appreciate. Uh, Cause I too not getting paid, even though if you want to support us, by the way, folks, if you love this banner, make sure you get over to pro wrestling tees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in a pro shot, uh, a chair shot shirt. So that maybe someday we might get a nickel for doing this podcast. That's right. A nickel. I'm going for a nickel. Tony's really? are wide because he knows that we're not even going to get a nickel. We're probably going to eventually, Aesop, I figured this out. We're going to have to pay them to keep doing the podcast. Look, I will be, I will be happy as long as someone buys me this Josh Allen shirt right here. It's the most amazing <laughs> shirt I've ever seen. It's outstanding. Is that like drawn by his child? So I don't know, but it's like, amazing. It's the greatest shirt I've ever seen. Where can you buy that? It's on eBay. How much is it? This is ten dollars. So kids, oh, fuck, here, quick, here I'll is, buy it. I'll the, buy it. I'll PayPal you ten dollars right now. That's your Christmas <laughs> present from me. All right. So let me be clear here. So the folks who don't what's your, see what's this, your PayPal? Again, damn it, Tony! I'm trying to talk here. Trying to spread Christmas spirit. I'll be quiet now. Hanukkah. It's it. Yeah, Hanukkah is still going on. Christmas is over. Oh, that's right. But uh, never mind. I'm not buying you anything. <laughs> Hanukkah, Hanukkah started on the 19th. So <laughs> anyway. For those of you who couldn't see, it was very much like a kindergartner drawing of what appears to be a human being riding Buffalo logo as he's drawn by like a five-year-old. So it was outstanding. Anyway, you heard him as well. Mr. Saturday Night, uh, PC Tunney, is here to give his streamies out. And last but not least, the lawyer himself, David Ungar. Welcome. Welcome to the streamies. Did you did you wear a, a, did you wear your tie, bow tie? No. Maybe a... No talks. It, it's too early in the morning for that. So just, just. I got, a, I got a Spider-Man shirt. I got my Walt Disney World 50th anniversary shirt, Pat. I'm repping. Ooh, oh. look at you. Yes. Oh, you guys sounded like the soundbite. <laughs> oh, we're awesome that way. Oh, oh, Pat's got something. All I, all I have is a 50th anniversary Dale of Chip and Dale. Chip's upstairs, or no, Dale's upstairs. Chip's down here. He's gonna watch the streams though. He dressed up. Look at him go. So special guest. I, I can't wait for him to get undressed being a Chippendale. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is a family program. Chippendale. Now with pot on it. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? This isn't a family program. We're just joshing. Okay, so here's how this is going to work today, noble listeners. We are going to cover seven 
seven categories from the Nerdosphere, basically categories that are relevant to what we do all year long on Bandwagon Nerds. Uh, gentlemen, I, I do want to open this up by letting you know I have switched the order of the categories for today. I did not switch out any categories from days. However, what you should know is that the final category that we will cover, because it feels more like a culmination of the day, will be best streaming service. That will be our final category today. Hindsight being everything, probably since, you know, Tony wants to do like voting and best streaming overall tabulations, we can still do that at the end of day two if he really wants to, though. I think it's kind of a weird, arbitrary argument. Uh, I'm just shaking your chain, man. <laughs> no, no. I, I just think, uh, it, you know, we, there's no real award given out, right? It's it's a list show uh, with the precipice of an award ceremony. So Come on, Tony. You o- just said we're not even getting paid for this. You want real awards uh-huh. now? But the overall, I designed a trophy. But here, that, that's the thing. The overall process of it and giving more weight to your best streaming service point-wise is we figure out in going over 14 separate categories – what is actually the bandwagon nerds' favorite best streaming service of 2022? So we'll see how the points add up as we go. So this is much like whose line is it anyway? It's, it's, it's like it's all Iron, about what we think. The points don't matter. So it's Iron Survivor BWN version is what you're saying. I mean, King I guess of, it, I guess it's, still, it's sort of strange because we're all we're all going to go around this room at the end of this episode and say what our best streaming service is, and then like the and as a show, choice as a sh- as a show collectively as bandwagon nerds, we have one collective winner. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so we are going to get right down to the nitty gritty after our first commercial break. We are going to do. Four awards on the first half of the show. Take our second commercial break. Three awards to wrap it up. And that will be round one of the streamies. Uh, I feel like that's that's fair. I feel like that's the way to do it. So, folks, stay tuned. When we come back, our first four categories of the streamies. You are listening to Bandwagon Nerds, the streamies here on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters, because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage – 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Bandwagon Nerds, the Streamies, part one. We are very, very excited to go through this. We have poured over these 14 categories for all of six hours to review the entire year in entertainment and give to you our best of the best. The way this is going to work, each category, we are going to give our own individual winners. There's not going to be nominees with a consensus. I I bet you there's going to be some overlap here or there. At least I hope so. I will share with you guys struggled with a couple of categories based on my viewing. I did not watch as many movies as I had hoped to this year, which made it very, very difficult when it came to the movie categories. So that'll that'll be interesting when we get to that part. Did what what was tough for you all putting these together before we go right into it? Aesop, why don't you go first? Uh well, I still have like some up in the air feelings. Um I, I we mentioned it before. I have an insane bias towards one distinct entity. And I tried very hard not to give it all the love that it righteously deserves. Um, So that was probably my most difficult one. Uh, I'll also tell you right now, I I had to like double back a lot on best female in a series uh, because there were some good candidates out there. But I, I think that my choice is probably not going to be everyone else's, but it's the one that resonates the most. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I I struggled with that too. Like they're just being, and in both the in both the streaming series and the movies, like there's a couple of things that I just I loved and banged the drum on, and was like, well, I can't, I don't want to give a, an award. Like it's just going to be so redundant, so I didn't do it. Uh, t- uh let's go with Dave Ungar. You, uh, what were what was tough for you in putting these uh, selections together? Well, I think like Tony and I will both say because we're used to doing this for the uh, for the Swaggy Awards, but um, I think like like Aesop was mentioning, female streaming service. I I think I commented to you while we were waiting for everybody to get on the line. Like I had to fish or cut bait between two of them, and I finally made the decision. But um, yeah, I I, I think most of it was uh, movies were something like you'd mentioned. There weren't a, a plethora of big hitters this year. Um, so that was a little bit difficult, but by and large, I kind of had my, I hit my head and an idea of where I wanted to go. Um, once the categories got finalized and I know we added a couple, uh, at the end and one of them did flip at the end for me. And, and I'll explain that as we get there. But yeah, I thought, I thought this was, this was fun going through this and kind of like 
wrapping up the year a little bit. I know we've done a different variation of this type of show, not an award show, but just kind of year in review sort of thing. So this will be fun. Tony, what about you? How, how, how was this for you? Uh, not bad. I mean, it took me just under two hours. I took my time. I like to, I like to utilize a lot of what you can find right on the internet by just asking the internet, the exact question you have. And a lot of times you're going to get a list or a story about a few different things. And I think it's a good way to jog your memory. I also went through a few of my streaming services and went back to the history of what I've watched. What's your watch history? Um, I did that. I also I also did the Google search of like month by month film re- releases. Sure. Be <laughs> like what uh, came out I, in January. It, it, it's fun. This is fun to do because you know it, our radio our radio network <clears throat> pretty much encompasses the three things that we're all passionate about. We all love sports in one way or another. We all love wrestling in one way or another, and we all love the entertainment, the nerd, you know, side of it, the pop culture, movie-ish kind of side, you know, music included. And uh, it's just these are always fun for me. It's fun to hear everybody else's. It's fun to hear everybody's reaction to yours, uh, and it's fun to react to to what everybody else is thinking. So I think there there should be a few unanimous things. Um, but uh, overall, I, I really one. I'll be I'll be honest with you. A category I had to give it to two different things i had to split the winner so they're gonna each get a half a point but other than Damn that it, I, PC. I think i'm pretty okay half on the rest points. Of yeah something that hasn't even come up and i'm giving a vote to something that hasn't even come out yet because the category was listen be yourself. It's more fun. We folks. haven't even started the program, and Tony has wanted to warn people. He gave an award to a movie that came out in 2019. I bet too. No, oh, I can't wait no, for that. I that, can't wait no. for that part. <laughs> I can't wait for somebody to break the no honorable mention rule, which splitting an award seems like a little. Maybe I'll pick one. That. Maybe I'll pick one. That's Maybe I'll that pick is one. worse than honorable it's mention. I wrote it down. It what they done it for right. the Oscars. I haven't seen this thing that's come out yet, but I'm going to give it an award. Like, what is that? Anyway, now that we've given Tony a hard time, our first category up for award here at the Streamies titled the Flying Under the Radar Award. Basically, something we think didn't get the love and push that maybe it deserves. I think it's going to be interesting because I think to me, my at least my choice uh, probably was not is not going to seem like it was under the radar to the bandwagon, but I could see it outside of the bandwagon being a big deal arbitrarily because I feel like it and because I love calling him out. We are going to go PC Tunney, Aesop Mitchell, David Ungar, Patrick O'Dowd for the first recipients of the awards. So Tunney, your recipient for the Flying Under the Radar Award is drumroll, well, please. This is streaming on Hulu. Uh, it's an FX series, and it is nerd adjacent because it has to do with Ryan Reynolds. And for me, something that I was watching, and it's just like one of the most non kind of nerd things I picked out of this, but I had a hardest time with this one. So Welcome to Wrexham is excellent. You don't have to be a fan of soccer. It's about a Welsh football team 
that Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney take over. They have to be voted by the town to be able to take this over. It's about people who are fans of things. I, I equate it to, I think Aesop would agree, like the Green Bay Packers, like out of all the sports teams in America, the the, the town and the city and the people of, of Green Bay and Wisconsin, that's our team more so than any others. And Wrexham is kind of the same way where the town kind of owns the team. They've They've paid money to keep the team alive and things of that nature. So the journey that, McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds take to acquire the team, to acquire back some of the things the team had to get rid of, and to try and take this group of, of footballers and move them up the ranks in, in the English soccer uh, leagues is is quite a fun watch. So, yeah, that's, I, I that's love, my flying under the radar. I love the decision to buy a soccer team between the two because they had no conversation to start. It was very funny. They just, uh, I think it was Reynolds texted McElhenney or uh, no other way around. McElhenney texted Reynolds like, want to buy a soccer team? Uh, They've never met before. They just randomly had their number. It's great. It's, it's a more a story about relationships with people and, and a true fan base of, of people that are actually connected to the team. So very much recommend it. As somebody who doesn't have Hulu, um, I'll, I'll get it eventually. Very nice. All right, I believe I'm next then. Uh, my cool. Under the Radar is actually going to be uh, a film that is not currently here in the U.S., really, as far as uh, availability. Uh, but it's um, Decision to Leave. Uh, Park Chan-wook, he's the guy that made movie like Lady Vengeance. He did um, uh, Old Boy and The Handmaiden. So Old Boy is probably the most notable one, which is an absolutely fantastic film if you haven't seen it. But Decision to Leave is probably his best movie ever. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Murder mystery. And they do a great job showing the uh, feelings of both the detective and the suspect itself. And it just honestly starts to fold in on itself. I don't want to speak too much of it because it's fairly new. Uh, they're trying to get a good push going uh, for Decision to Leave. I really recommend seeing it, though. And hopefully it comes off on, uh, comes out on one of the streaming services very soon. In fact, it's going to get a point for Amazon because you can watch it there. So little did you know. Cool. Prime. With a Prime account or do you have to... Watch now, premium subscription, Prime Video. All right, there you go. David Ungar, it's to you, my friend. So for me, I'm going to bend the rules ever so slightly, but bear with me. Yeah, no, do just it. Bear First with me so category. I just bear with me. I will explain it. No, it's not that way, Patrick. <laughs> I haven't even explained it yet. I'm getting booed. Give me a minute, for Christ's sake. Jeez. Go get a whiskey, Patrick. Go get some whiskey. Get some scotch. So, look, um, I'm going, you guys all know I'm a big board game fanatic, aficionado, and I I love board games. So, late in 2021, this game came out called Arc Nova that really didn't pick up any sort of buzz or attention until Tom Vassell from the Dice Tower. Uh, he does. They do this top 100 board games of all time list every year. And so at the beginning of 2022, he comes out with his list. And at the top is this game called Arc Nova, which he's now calling the greatest board game of all time. And yeah. at the beginning of the year, I think it was ranked like 800 or something like that in Board Game Geek. It is now ranked number four 
of the best board games of all time on Board Game Geek. And this thing has just picked up all this buzz throughout the as the 2022 has gone on. And just in general, the game is it's a it's about building a zoo, a modern zoo. And you think of it and you're like, that shouldn't work. You know, that should not be a game that resonates that strongly with, you know, board game hobbyists. But it is a tremendous game. It is really fantastic. And I know board games are kind of like stuff that not everybody's into. And I appreciate that. But, um, you know, like it's similar to like Wingspan during 2019, latter part of 2019, the pandemic, this game about building an engine involving birds. You're like, that shouldn't work. But that caught fire and everybody loved that sort of thing. So the game came out in 2021, Arc Nova, but it picked up momentum big time during 2022. Um, you know, board games have a different sort of cycle and not like video games. Video games come out within a few weeks, you know, it's great or it's not. Board games build up a little bit differently and it takes six to 12 months for anybody to really know about it. So that's why it's getting my under the radar award of the year, because it really it was during 2022 that this game rose from obscurity to what is this thing and why is it now, you know, considered by everybody to be one of the best games of all time? So that's why I hmm. bent the rules a little bit, but I think you can see from my explanation, I didn't really bend it that much. So it, PC, is that a point to Amazon because you could actually buy it on there? 70 bucks. Oh, 66.72. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Yeah, I'm on it. To, to, to quote the great Walter Sobchak, <laughs> am I the only one who gives a shit about the goddamn rules anymore? Market zero. <laughs> Call the streamies. You can't stream the game. Anyway, this is nerdy. Well, actually, that, that, we could that, really we could all like a, buy one we and we could play. play on the. Hold up, hold yeah. up. That's really, not that streaming. That's an online phone call. That should be a point to Twitch. The Twitch. Uh. You could you could stream it on there. I'm sure. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> Going to Amazon. I, I'm the scoreboard. We're so never doing an award show again. We're one category. Every year. Next year. Next year. Streamies two. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> All right, my flying under the radar award goes to a Netflix series that I talk about. We we hit on on the program, but one that a lot of times I'd be like, "Hey, check this out," and people would be like, "Oh yeah, I'll I'll watch it," and then never watched it. So I think it's still a little under the radar, based on a DC comic property that is the Sandman. The Sandman. Oh, what? I'm sorry, you hated the Sandman. Turn off your microphone, Mitchell. No, no, no. I, I didn't hate it. I it's just I don't know how under the radar it is. Is how I'm feeling. Okay, ask. Hey, PC Tony, as a dude who watches normal stuff, how many how many episodes of The Sandman did you check out? Despite our recommendations. I mean, I'll give you what you want here, none. But that's not fair, Mary. He no, I nothing. Greg, I'll go ask Greg Demarco. Yeah, he does. He watches <laughs> cooking shows. He watches <laughs> nothing but cooking shows and apparently no, that Rexham show. Anyway, my point is that, sure, it got a good following out of it. Am I wrong? Like, I don't even think I'm wrong. No, I'm right. Uh, You're close. You're not completely right, but you're not wrong. That's right. Anyway, my point here is, yeah, we all as comic book aficionados loved it. That series got some critical love, but people didn't really like, people watched it if they liked the comic. And really, to me, it was one of those that quickly after it was dropped was, largely forgotten i also wanted to talk up a different series that i think is probably more under the radar but both qualified for me and that's that's where i went and and i wanted to give the the other series a superior award we'll just leave it at that 
So I said what I said. Cool. So that's a point for Netflix. (laughs) You know, an actual streaming show that was on a stream. For the record, I nominated this be called the Bandies, not the Streamies, because I wanted to be more nerd culture encompassing. So that was my fault. Then I'm sorry. I I stand by my pick. (laughs) That train. That train has left the station as far as the bandies go. That that ship has long sailed. And what else has sailed is this category as we move into (laughs) our second category of the show. Biggest surprise of the year. We will start this time with Dave Dungar giving his award, then Aesop, myself, and then Tony. David Dungar, the floor is yours. Yeah, biggest surprise of the year, uh, Top Gun Maverick. This is a movie that just kind of came out of no, it was in developmental hell for how, I don't know. We talked about it numerous times. I know Pat, you and I were fearful. This was going to be like new mutants bad. And instead this thing comes out and it just in many ways, just as good as the original, which seemed impossible. I know Aesop, you've got mixed feelings about it, but I just the third act, just yeah, the third. Just, act. It, 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 I, I will agree. It's the most ridiculous third act yeah. that you've it, ever seen. In okay. Your life. Like, that, give me a point. That's, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. That's fine. Like, but it's fun as hell. I don't it's think fun, but ridiculous. yeah, at the same time, I don't think, I mean, did anybody expect it to be as critically acclaimed and to have the fan support and just beloved as it was, you know, Tom, Tom Cruise at his age coming in here and delivering a performance like that. And just, you know, kind of honoring the legacy of the original and doing it so well, I didn't see it coming. I, I don't think a lot of us saw it, it it being as long as it took to come out for it to be anything but a train wreck. And so surprised and thrilled that it was the exact opposite. So Top Gun Maverick gets my biggest surprise of the year. Excellent, excellent choice. I, too, was surprised that it was not a travesty. Yeah. You know. That's a point for Paramount Plus. There, there you go. <laughs> Aesop Mitchell. Can can I go last? Because I I want to hear if anyone else has, because I right. I have like a one A one B, and I'm just I I'm still like you're, you're hoping somebody eyes. will make the decision for you. I guess. yeah, so I can. So All I can right, go then, then we'll we'll skip your turn. I'll go next uh, with my biggest surprise of the year, and that is that Robert Pattinson didn't suck as Batman. Like I really was not sold on his role as, as the character. And was very pleasant. I thoroughly enjoyed the Batman, by the way. Like I, I do, do, you know, and I get that some people felt like it was over long, but I I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't I loved it. I was so glad I went and saw it at the theater. And I thought Pattinson did a great, great job with room to develop that character if it continues. Oh, and for you me, know, we'll have to see if for me that, that movie going experience was all about who I shared it with. That was me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we held hands the whole time did we <laughs> it sounds like it he's honey pc was batman i was catwoman that's that's a point to hbo oh max <laughs> yes it is yes it is and that um, yes my big uh, biggest surprise happened right away i think we all had a little trepidation even though we were anxious and and ready to watch but how good john cena and the peacemaker series was uh that's my that's my biggest surprise because it's not a surprise anymore because of how fucking great it was and how I haven't heard anybody say anything bad about it. Everybody wants to see another season. And we 
we just were wondering we we knew it wasn't going to be bad but man that was really fucking good and i'm really looking forward to the second season and congrats to john cena and everybody involved with peacemaker that's a great choice Unfortunately, no one picked either of the two choices, so I'm going to break the rules and throw it. No, just throw an honorable mention. Uh, I'm going to throw an honorable mention. At least he's picking. At least he's not giving half a point. I am picking. That is true. true. I'm going to throw an honorable mention to Chippendale Rescue Rangers because that that movie. That was a great movie. That movie had no business being good at all. They're happy with a few nuts. It's no big deal. (laughs) But uh, I'm going to give my uh, biggest surprise to a different uh, entity on Hulu and Prey. That movie was fucking awesome to bring in the Predator series into an entirely different realm and era was out of this fucking world. Good call. Ended. Great, Great call, man. Like, honestly, they that. That series has been mired in some absolute swamp water for the longest time. Uh, realistically, since Predator 2. Let's just be honest. Right. And even then, and that movie's Glover. not yeah, that movie's not all that great. Not not in comparison. Prey has a legitimate contention to be the best Predator movie out there. It really is, in my opinion. It's so it, damn good. It it actually made me think about doing the free trial to hulu just to to watch it that i don't have the, have the subscription and that's but, one that that is a travesty it wasn't in theaters i would have paid to go I and bet. see that and I bet it would have looked great in 3d and especially too another thing too the marketing was fantastic because you didn't find out as a fucking predator until i don't know maybe two months before and they had been marketing it for six months prior to the release date it was awesome. Well, excellent. Awesome choice. So that uh, that is our biggest surprise of the year category. Moving us forward into biggest disappointment. This was another challenging category, and I'm just going to continue to follow my own rotation here. So I'll go first this time, followed by, uh, well, damn. I, I can go next. Wait, no, you were supposed to go first, right? Like, because we skipped you. I was supposed to go first last round, uh, and so you'll you ended up go first. Going second, you go first. I'll go second. Tony will go third. Dave will go last. Cool. Your biggest disappointment of the year. Well, I don't know if uh, many of you know. I am a big horror movie fan. Uh, I probably see more horror movies than most people in a, a, in a given horse, year. Yeah, love horrors, uh, but. My biggest disappointment is Halloween Ends. That movie was so disappointing. So disappointing, especially when you had two previous iterations that were quite solid. The first one was excellent. Second one, meh. Halloween Ends was a fart in church, like next to a synagogue, next to a mosque. Like it was just a continuous stream of bird flu. And I am so disappointed that this is going to be the culmination of a great trilogy and arguably one of the best horror franchises around. Um, 
they should be very disappointed in themselves with how they showed Halloween ends. Now, Tony, is this a penalty to the streaming service that is on? Is that what you're doing? Are you subtracting a point for disappointment? Very very much so. Peacock will be losing a point to start. They are not even on the board yet. (laughs) Nothing like some negative negative cock, right, Tony? It's it's uh, oh, Jesus, Dave. You're trying too hard, man. Come on, come on. Where are we going here? You know, Aesop's talking about whores. You're talking about negative cocks. This is the streamies. This we're supposed to be classing it up here, gentlemen. Okay, classing it up. Yeah, right. Anyway, my biggest disappointment of the year. My my biggest disappointment of the year is going to penalize our good friends over at Disney and Disney Plus. They're not even on the board yet either. Thor Ragnarok was such a good movie. So much fun. A be- I-, I thought a very nice interspersing of Taika Waititi's humor and fun. And I was I was ready for Thor Love and Thunder. And then I, I went to the theater and I saw Thor Love and Thunder. And to say I was dis I don't I was very disappointed in that movie. Uh, and, and, and here's the thing is, is everybody shits on the dark world. The more I've seen Thor love and thunder, the less I like it to where the dark world has actually supplanted Thor love and thunder as my preferred film. And it's because, and I think we talked about this. We talked about it on the show. It's too much Taika. It is all goofy all the time when Thor is on the screen and it takes away from, from the, the movie itself. And it's, you know, we're not watching our flag means death. We're not watching what we do in the shadows. We're not watching like, like that humor element is good, but it wasn't balanced at all. And it made the, like those screaming goats are terrible. They're terrible. I don't care how much you like them. Uh, it, just that every, film is exhausting is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've watched it, you know, I've watched it a couple of times. Just, to be like maybe i'm wrong and it's it was very disappointing i was very very excited about that movie and it's been nothing but downhill from there so that is my biggest disappointment of the year thor love and thunder you're not wrong i'll just say that oh go ahead dave no i'm just saying it's, it's tony who's next isn't it pc or am i well, yes I mean, it tony, is me i'm here tony, tony, I'm tony's here. off screen so i was sorry i was confirming something i'm sorry um my biggest bis- disappointment of the year is pretty freaking easy if you listen to the show. Does anyone want to just say it for me? Lock, Lock and key. key. <laughs> and, it's, and, it's, and it's mine as well. So double negative it. points for Netflix. We need to talk about it. That's, that's it. That's it. Lock and Key <laughs> no. was also Dave. It was also your, your award, it Dave. It was double <laughs> negative Ooh, yeah. points for Netflix. Yeah, I mean, I'll yes. just say it. I think. For, I mean, I, I think I can speak. It was Tony bad. As well. It was. It was bad. And based on the first two seasons, I know Tony didn't like the second season. Pat, you and I did. But just for the third season to be that lame and just mailed it in and not even trying it and just to get each episode progressively worse than the next until the point where you're like, can we just get this over with, please? Um, that's oh, a, literally. T- literally. A like, terrible like way to end Not even figuratively. It. Like, literally, can we fucking get this over with? Yep. Yeah. I'm so glad I didn't watch that. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, dude. The or first, least... the first season's so good. The first season is, it is so it is good; great. it's unbelievable. This is like a Dexter yeah. moment. 
Right. Well, sp- I mean, it's 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 like it's kind of like what you were describing with uh, Love and Thunder. It's exhausting. By the time you get to that last season, it's exhausting to get through because it's so bad. I like Love and Thunder, so, by the way. That's okay. You like uh, Black Adam too, and we Ugh. still led you on the show. So, anyway, there you have it, everyone. Two, two, negative two to Netflix. Netflix taking See? a hit. Yeah. On that yeah. one, and that brings us to our last category, the first half of this show. Breakout star of the year. I'm going to go first this time. Tony will go second. Dave third. Aesop last. And I'm going back to Disney. Uh, I don't know if we could call this a breakout in that they're they're a top-level actor, but they really showed through in the spate of Marvel series that hit this year. And that's Iman Vellani from Ms. Marvel. She was a joy in my opinion to watch as a as a character to see her play Kamala Khan so well and really be, be you know it's it was like us right like a fan finding out they have superpowers and learning how to wrestle that while also being this really good and you want to talk about an under the radar show that people didn't tune into that they really should check out the Miss Marvel comic and it's so great it's such an interspersing of the character and the culture and her family. And it's, I, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful series. It doesn't get the love it deserves. And I think Amon Vellani is in line for some big, big things. I'm looking forward to seeing her in the Marvels. So she is my breakout star of the year for 2020. That's awesome. Yes. To you, Tony. Same as you, Patrick. That's my breakout star of the year. You got you literally the only thing I can add to what you said, because I, I, feel the same sentiment i love the family show i love them not using the same old uh you know exploring a different culture as well getting able to see that but talk about the literal essence of what this award means is breakout and this is like breakout of no this is she was not she was just a regular person in high school that responded to what was it it was something that her aunt sent her or something some casting call on right i don't remember what it was but and and she and she literally went as as a normal teenager went to party as in the costume as Miss Marvel. Like, isn't that great? Because that is so Miss Marvel. That is like what Miss Marvel would do. Like show up essence. to Avengers Con and yeah. you know, wearing that shit. It's just amazing. The essence of what this award means and the fact that her story is what it is. It's so unbelievably perfect that the cliche that you couldn't write this is so very true. Absolutely. I had a wonderful choice. And Disney now back on the positive side of things with those two plus well, they're ones. They're neutral. <laughs> oh, no, they're no they were one. they were they were, they were yeah. negative one. Now they're yep. a plus they're a plus two. Because I'm assuming it's a point per person. Oh, you're right, you're right. You're right. Sorry, sorry. Right. I thought yes. Thor and Love and Thunder had points. two for a second. I It'll forgot. be three points though for your best streaming at the end of the next episode of this. Carries a little it, weight. <laughs> I don't know where he's going here. Tony's uh, giving uh, the scoring rules as we go along. No, no, this is in the chat. This is in the chat. It's in the chat. So, so Dave, David Ungar, you know, save us. Who is your breakout star of the year? <laughs> Disney's going to get some more love here because my breakout star of the year is Tenek Huerta for our, his performances, Namor, uh, in Wakanda Forever. I, I mean, Namor. Huh? Namor. 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 That he pronounces it. Um, yeah, I mean, I know he'd done stuff in other places and, and been renowned for that. But um, as far as like mainstream breakout roles, 
I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I love your guys' pick with Miss Marvel. I think this guy just the performance that he gave in in that yeah. role, it kept, you know put himself on the map in the biggest way possible. So, by, I, by the way, I, I got a real uh, I got a real Batman Begins vibe from Dave when he when he did that pronunciation. Now let me sure I get this right. Raz Al Namor. <laughs> More, I more. I like seriously contemplated putting him in my best male in a movie uh, because he, yeah, was he was fucking great. fantastic. I had such a man crush on him. It was fantastic. He's your Henry Cavill. That's cool. You know what? I'll take it. I, I like to have a little bit of uh, you know what? He's not looking life. for jobs right now either. So it's it's actually a step up from Henry Cavill. There you go. <laughs> All right, Aesop, wrap up the category with your breakout star of the year. Breakout star of the year. Uh, going to uh, start my trend of this film is Stephanie Sue in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. She was honestly so damn good in that movie. She helped create so much emotion. Uh, she's the daughter of the main protagonist. Um, and I cannot speak highly enough to her. She did a fantastic job as well, being all these different characters, which I think she had the hardest job, if you you know can believe it. She was so many different deities and entities throughout that entire crazy ass movie that I have to give her mad props. And I made sure I, I know I double checked when I saw the movie and then I double checked again. I was like, was she in anything else? Absolutely not. She had a couple of bit parts here and there, but there was nothing to this level of credit. And uh, it's going to show because she's nominated, going to be nominated for an Oscar for her performance. I, can almost guarantee it. So this might be the first one that's challenging because I'm sitting here looking unless somebody else has found it. It looks like right now it's available to rent or buy on Prime. What's that? Yeah, where to watch everything everywhere all at once with neither Hulu, Netflix, nor HBO Max having everything everywhere all at once. Give a that point leaves to only do, one major. Give a point to only video. one. Only one major streaming platform left standing as of August 25th, 2022. That platform is Amazon Prime Video. It is also available to stream if you have the uh, Showtime streaming app. Um, but Amazon Prime Video. Showtime Showtime is Hulu then. Showtime is, uh, is it Hulu. On, yeah, they have uh, that package with uh, Hulu. Okay, then we'll go to Hulu because I think you're right, Patrick. You're going to have to pay for it with Amazon. Right, exactly. Hulu. I right, bought the cool. movie. So. Yeah, I, I've i got it uh, patiently waiting. I think I actually have a Showtime subscription, so I can watch it that way. But it's yeah, it is actually currently playing on Showtime. So cool. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. That's the first half of the first half of the show. So one quarter of the way through the streamies. We will be taking our quick commercial break. And when we come back, we will give our final three categories for part one. Before we go to our recorded commercials, it is my duty to remind you, as I did at the beginning of the show, that if you love what we do, if you love the streamies, if you love hearing me yell at Dave because he can't follow the goddamn rules, then and you want to support us, then make sure you make your way over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in a chair shot shirt where maybe we can come up with a design that says something like Dave doesn't know the rules or he doesn't fucking care or what's wrong with Dave. Maybe all three. 
I don't know. There'll be other possibilities. You can at least get yourself a bandwagon nerd shirt there. We have all kinds of other great t-shirt designs to choose from. They're only $19.99. However, if you're feeling fancy, you want to get something that feels nice on your giblets, spend a few dollars more, get it soft style, your body will thank you. And you too can proudly display your disdain for Dave and the rules. Once again, we love putting this quality content out I here. I am each not and every the day. one with the honorable mentions, just for the record. That is fair. No, no, no. You just pick shit that doesn't stream. That's fine. Anyway, if you want to continue hearing this sort of arguing and banter, support us by getting our name out there. And yeah, the money helps too by getting over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. When we come back, the final three categories for this edition of the streamies, you are listening to Bandwagon Nerds on the Chair Shot Radio Network a part of the chairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, everyone, welcome back. We are heading into the home stretch of Part one here on Bandwagon Nerds and the Streamies. Excellent, excellent choices so far from the bandwagon with these categories. I'm looking forward to this next one. This one was really, really hard for me, difficult for me to pick. Uh, and that is best moment of the year. Because what's a moment? Is a moment to scene? Is it, is it, is it, is it, uh, is it a, uh, uh an easter egg what is what is a moment and so i am very very intrigued as to how this goes and we should be back to the top of the order i think at this point which means that pc tunny will be going first oh you're gonna hate me patrick <laughs> best moment of the year aesop you get one goddamn pick don't make me play the boost no it's you'll understand <laughs> and i'm gonna boo you anyway i can tell so we'll go. It's PC Tunny, David Ungar, Aesop, and myself. Your best my, moment of the year. My moment of the year happened very recently when I took a trip to the movie theater with DP to see the movie Wakanda Forever. And my favorite nerd, whatever, streamy moment, content consuming moment was when Marvel does their signature intro. And it was for Chadwick Boseman and even kind of talking about it really kind of, you can feel the power a little bit of, of, of that had, I can remember how I, I watched it. So for me, that was 1000% my moment of the year. That's, that's Good a moment. great one. That was yeah. the, the moment of silence at the beginning. Is that the one? Well, and, and while they're doing like their Marvel thing where they have the Marvel up and they go through like the pages of the comic book and everything, and it was silent, but it was all the Chadwick, bozeman footage scenes and moments and it was very very powerful and and very well deserved and very well done it was the same overlay that they did briefly on disney plus i do believe for black panther shortly after he passed they brought it back so yeah it was great and and that movie you know is as much a a a mourning a you know of of a passing of of a great actor and a member of the Marvel family as it was anything. And it, it kicks off with that moment. So excellent choice. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm just hovering my, over the, I'm hovering over the button. My moment of the year, you're going to have to give a point, I guess, to HBO max 
because it's going to go to a thing that happened with King Richard. March 27th, it's Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. <laughs> it, is, it is the moment of the year for 2022. Well, and it what is. show was that? What, what was Richard. that? That was, That's, on, no, that was on the Oscars. Oscars. That was, that was the, Oscars, the Oscars, which is an ABC property, which That's is owned by Disney. Disney. Plus. That's a Disney Plus point. I, it. I'm sorry. It like I. I do have like in my second and third place of all too this late. is is actual f- footage. No, it's but, too late. You're uh, no, no. I'm just saying. The pen is, the pen it is the eight. moment of the year for. For all of 2022, as far as Hollywood is concerned, the moment of the year is Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. I mean, how many fucking memes, how many weeks, months, and honestly, years. This is going to be talked about for years. It is the moment of the year. Keep my pick out of your goddamn mouth, Patrick. (laughs) That was funny. Uh, he's not wrong. <laughs> Gotta say, I didn't hear the boo button. So <laughs> no, cause there's, there's, Oh, there it is. <laughs> no, there's validity to your point. Um, <laughs> ah, <laughs> that's my only, that's my I, I, only bad I, one. I'm sorry. I hate this show. <laughs> it's your show. Is it though? Is it? <laughs> it's been hijacked. So for it's me, right, Pat? My moment of the year. Yes, it's it's you. So yes. I think you're going to be the only one, Patrick, who can kind of relate to me on this one because I don't think I don't know if Aesop and Tunny watched this, but my moment of the year is Eddie Munson's playing Master of Puppets in the Upside Down in the Stranger Things <laughs> season finale. <laughs> Great. I, I just, I mean, everything I, that moment put that song back on the charts. You know, after. 30 years or whatever it's been since the <laughs> mid eighties where it was last, you know, charting. And, um, it, it got Metallica acknowledged it. You know, they got the guy who played Eddie Munson. I forgot his name drink. Um, but yeah, just everything that was going on in that scene, you know, the way they interspersed him playing the guitar solo, everything happening with the people around him was done so freaking well that I just, I thought, when I saw it, I was like, wow, that's going to be the moment of the year unless something else tops it. So yeah, it's Eddie Munson, Master of Puppets, Stranger Things Season 4. Nice. You know what? And also, arguably, I think adds some validity to their upcoming tour. True. Like, honestly, like, I I wonder if people will be more, will be interested in seeing them live just to hear more of their stuff because of that scene. Because it definitely put them back Automat. They can spend thousands of dollars to go in the nosebleeds of Soldier Field or whatever. No, that's Taylor Swift, dude. No, that's them too. Oh, because because they are not selling like that. Like I could still spend 155 bucks for my my double show in uh in New England. So <laughs> they, they must be huge out there. Anyway, all right. My biggest, my best moment of the year comes from Disney Plus. It is from the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, and it is when Obi-Wan faces off with Darth Vader once again in episode five. Like, it chills. I love it. I don't care. You know what? I don't care how fucked up it messes with the continuity. Please, just like let me have you and McGregor fight Darth Vader over and over and over and over and over again. Highlight fanboy moment of, of 
my my year. Like that battle was everything I could have wanted. I loved it. It was dope. And as Tony would say, it was also all Star Wars. So like it was just so great. And once again, Vader gets his ass kicked, and Obi Wan could kill him, but he chooses not to, and walks away. And that shows the ultimate difference between the two, and gives so much weight to Obi Wan giving himself up during a new hope. So that is my moment of the year. Obi-Wan Kenobi facing Darth Vader for a second time. Shout out to uh, Val Kilmer and Maverick as well. It just, yeah. you, you found a way, huh? Uh, you found a way. Patrick, I, are you surprised that I am the most well-behaved nerd today? I am I'm mildly surprised. But then you also are big about creating your system and rules for this uh this overall award thing so you're being you're being surprisingly strong i think because you're wanting to you're, you're keeping you're keeping on top of your your own game within the game so good on you all right let's move on to best animated work of the year this time it will be david ungar followed by asap followed by myself tony bringing up the rear on a category he knows so much about <laughs> dave go first sir so this is the one that really basically i decided it early this morning um and it comes from my son he he messaged me the other day and he was like hey dad um i just watched that that guillermo del toro uh pinocchio and i was like yeah and he said i really really liked it and and you know my son usually doesn't give me recommendations about about stuff because I, I i usually am the one asking him have you watched this have you watched that and he's like no no so for him to come out and and go on about how great it was and the actors involved in it and how much he liked the adaptation how much he liked the soundtrack you guys know i don't dig musicals this when i watched it i was like really blown away by just how good it was and it's that stop motion animation involved and yeah. i know you know, and, and Pinocchio, they did what they didn't. They do some horrible live action adaptation of that earlier this year that got shit on Disney by with it was it was Disney's live action version yeah. with with shitty Tom Hanks in doing Italian. And, so, and I thought and I thought like, when he mentioned this, I'm like, are you talking about the live action? He's like, no, no, they just did on, on Netflix point for Netflix, uh, an animated version of this thing. And I watched it and I was just blown away with how really good it was and everything yeah. i love the stop motion animation ewan mcgregor as as sebastian j cricket was fantastic everything it really was and, and with this backdrop of world war ii going on it was and it's all about father son sort of stuff so patrick if you haven't watched it yet watch it with connor i think he'll sorry i mean Lolo, it's, Lolo name. it's but, you you've actually you took you took my thunder i mean not my thunder but it is mine nomination for best animated work of the year i will say i actually watched the thing too um when it came out i was very very interested stop motion animation i did a whole section of an episode once talking about a trailer about a documentary about will vinton you know yeah. that i enjoy stop motion animation so there was no way i was not going to see this it's it's first of all it's just fucking gorgeous yeah like, it's it's gorgeous not to mention that it's you know telling this great story that you know this classic story that that people know but also much more uh, akin to the actual tale and story, which is the other thing that I think a lot of people don't realize. If you've only seen Disney's version of, of a classic tale, you have not seen an accurate version to that tale. And so, yeah. well, don't uh, watch that. Uh, what was that like late nineties, early two thousands live action one either. That one was fucking horrible. Oh, the Roberto Benini one. Yes. 
Yes, that one's terrible. Yeah, he's he was awful. Um, so we'll skip my turn on this because mine was also Pinocchio. That brings it to Aesop uh, anyway, but go ahead. I watched that Pinocchio movie last night, uh, you know, seeing how I'd feel. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed Turning Red. I thought that movie was so good, and I, I tried to be objective watching it, uh, you know, and being a grown man and not a young you know, girl, uh, it probably doesn't resonate as strong to me as it does to them. And having a young daughter myself, I, you know, I, I watched that movie and I thought this is probably going to be something that she's going to be able to relate to. I thought the animation was fucking fun. There are some absolutely hilarious moments in it. And uh, also anything I can do to troll some of the losers out there that wanted to shit on this movie like crazy uh, because they did. They, they absolutely did. And um, I don't know. I don't care who it was, whatever groups, you know, didn't like it. I loved turning red. Awesome, man. I, as someone who doesn't have a, a daughter, um, which is the other piece of it. Like I, I just, I, I understand it and also know that I don't have a target audience. So I've actually never seen it. I'm not, I have yet to watch it. You, you really should, Patrick. And, and honestly, maybe uh, maybe your kid would enjoy it too. It's very funny. And especially the the undertones that they have towards the situation itself and becoming right. a woman uh, is very funny. It's very good. Cool. All right. Tony, your top animated pick. Well, I, I'm i going to have to go with something that I didn't really necessarily catch a lot of, but I caught a few episodes of, um, because a lot of the things that I watched animated-wise, I wasn't intrigued to go out and check the entire thing out after watching the preview. Um, I did watch, like, DC League of Super Pets, and that wasn't that great. Um I caught a couple other things that I, that don't come to mind currently, but I did start at the behest of one Patrick O'Dowd, uh, the Harley Quinn series. So uh, I know season three was this year, and I, I caught the first couple episodes, so I'll have to give it to that. Just not having watched a lot of animation. We've watched so much stuff this year, and how many times have we talked about how there's so little time to watch all the things that are out there for us right now? So for me, that's where my vote's going to go. Um I mean, there's so many great actors that do voice uh, work on that show. It, it's a, it's ridiculous. So if you're not watching that, check it out. Yeah, I was glad that that finally uh, hit HBO Max because I I, I, thir- I burned through the first two seasons of Harley Quinn and was very patient for the third. So good choice. No complaint there from me. All right, fellas, that brings us to our final category of part one of the streamies. Best streaming service. Rotation starts with Aesop this time. Myself, Tony, ending with David Ongar. Aesop, what was the best streaming service this year for you? The streaming service that I gave the most attention to, and I, again, I this is I've mentioned it a fair amount of times, is Hulu. I thought Hulu did very good this year, uh, producing a lot of great content. 
and having the partnerships that they do. Uh, now, you know, Hulu's kind of attached to Disney, so I guess this is like a half a point for them too. But I, I think Tony's been treating Hulu as its own entity for this yeah. show, so I think it'll get its points. But I think the Hulu stuff that they've used, uh, I've also enjoyed using the service interface probably more than any of the other ones. I feel like it's very easy to navigate. I don't know how much that factors into you know your your three uh, categories, but I I liked Hulu a lot. I thought they came up with a lot of great original content that's you know maybe not very recognizable to you know every audience, um, but. I mentioned it with Prey. It, it's one of the one of the biggest surprises of the year for me. Excellent. I uh, I hear about a lot of good things on Hulu. I don't make my way to Hulu. Obviously, I've never and nothing's ever pushed me over to get the subscription. So, uh, but high praise uh, from Aesop. I really looked at it, and it's you know it's my turn next. I really looked at this category based on if I'm sitting on my couch and I'm like. I need something to watch. Where do I go? What has the content that I gravitate to the most? And it came down to two streaming services. And at the end of the day, it was Disney Plus. Disney Plus, and it's it's because it's got the you know the big two for me. It's got Star Wars, and it's got Marvel. And you know, I just about every original streaming series that I watched this year is airing on Marvel. Like I'm, I'm watching the Willow series right now and enjoying it thoroughly on Disney plus. By the way, kids check out Willow on Disney plus watch, watch the original movie. And then yes, check out the original good stuff. Good stuff. Bell and they do, they do a lot of appropriate nods to, to the show in a way that doesn't feel, um, fan servicey. So anyway, Disney plus for me, it just, it, it's, got the it's got the most of the entertainment that i watch though i will you were talking about interface asap their uh their interface is very very clunky at least on a television screen yeah in a sense of finding what you want like yeah at, at the very least a lot of things will have your list if you go to your watch list uh, on disney plus it's just this big screen of like all thumbnails it's it's a little tough to navigate i still go there for just about everything though so that's my uh that's my pick and that brings it to i do believe david ungar no it was uh because pc tony went last last time so tony next everything's messed up it's off disney plus that's that's my pick and and it's real simple actually um marvel star wars uh, I believe you got the uh, the Gordon Ramsay Uncharted is on there. You got what uh, Hemsworth just did. Oh, we're just rounding things out, ASAP. We don't need to, the over excessive. I mean, your eyeballs are going to be covered by your fucking hat if you roll them back any farther. I was joking. I was joking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't even mentioned the Simpsons or the actual Disney content on Disney+. Plus. So I got to stick with what you're saying, Patrick. I think... Uh, <laughs> The, the the drawback that you said about about the 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 aesthetics and the actual like navigation Interface, yeah i think it's a lot easier to find what you're looking for without going into your my list it's obviously easier with your my list but it's the easiest to find what you're looking for as opposed to some of the other ones where it's harder to find something if it's not on your list here at least it's broken down categorically so 
I mean, content wise, you just can't beat it. As far as what we talk about, come on, like we we talk so much Disney Plus, it's ridiculous. Yeah, Dave? I, we don't need to spend a lot of time here. Disney Plus for me as well, for all the reasons that you guys said. It's uh, it as far as what we do on this show, as far as what we consume as nerds. It is the wheelhouse. I mean, you know, you got Marvel, you got Star Wars, you got everything else going on. Willow um, and or, you know, shows like that that are just all over the place. So, yeah, it's it's got to be Disney Plus for me. All right. So three votes for Disney Plus, one vote for Hulu, which is owned by Disney, <laughs> in, in, at least in a bundle way. We've, we've talked about how Disney is our uh, is our dark overlord on this program more than once. And that is also going to close the book on part one of the streamies. Thank you guys for all of your contributions. And I mean, outside of some minor stretching of the rules slash breaking them entirely, pissing on all that is holy when it comes to rules. uh, Good, good work. I look forward to seeing the show desecrated even further when we do (laughs) part two. Folks, that is going to do it for the Streamies Part 1. Before we get out of here, though, I do want to do a quick once around the table to your bandwagon panel so that they can tell you how to find them on the ChairShot Radio Network as well as on the socials. And we'll start this week with PC Tunney. Yeah, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the ChairShot, ChairShot Radio Network, all your favorite streaming platforms. Follow me at PC Tunney. Aesop Mitchell. Hey, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can also find me on uh, Facebook, either Aesop Mitchell, at Violent Aesop, at Dave and Cut A, at the Cream City Traveler. Just look for any of those things. Also, listen to Down the Wire, uh, where me and my bro, Tam, uh, talk about professional sports in unprofessional ways. And the NFL No Cap Recap. That's who, uh, a subsidiary of uh, Down the Wire. The lawyer, David Ungar. You can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G. Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And my burner account on Twitter at Fuck the Rules. Wow. Damn. Damn. Elon hasn't gotten rid of that one yet, but he's thinking about it. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck spelled (laughs) P-H-U-C-K. And you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G. R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can listen to me every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on the Chairshot Radio Network every Monday talking about nerd stuff with these guys. Tuesday, talking hockey with David Ungar. And Wednesdays, talking wrestling with Greg DeMarco on the Greg DeMarco Show. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Streamies. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Now get yourself out of the basement. Get some sun and check out all of the content we just told you about on this program because it's some good shit. You've been listening to Bandwagon Nerds, the Streamies Part 1 here on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com.
You did bring me joy. That's terrible. Terrible joy. <laughs> Please, bring him back to me. To save you, he became a real boy. And real boys don't come back. I know that. I know, but... <laughs> it's not fair! In this world, you get what you give, remember? And this boy gave... Well, he gave everything he could! You said if I should perform my duties and make Pinocchio a good boy, guide him into doing what is right, you would concede me one wish! Well then, noble cricket, choose wisely. Well, gosh darn it! I wish him back to life! Very well then. Little wooden boy made of pine. May you rise with the sun and wander the earth. Be his son. Fill his days with light. God bless you, Harley Quinn. Eat shit, loser! My home needs Nightwing. Uh, anyone want to switch seats? Chapter six of Through the Looking Glass. That's the one uh, where... I haven't seen the movie yet. I'll send you the link. Right after I kill you. You kill us? You didn't even make the montage. Time. If I stand here, no one can ask me who I'm wearing. Uh, oh, sorry, I thought you were ready for that. We locked eyes. Not Batman and Robin. You got that right. Uh... I thought you were four, but the other 43 are with us. No, 20 said they wish you were the one in the coma. Feels like an unnecessary detail. Did you win? I did not. Lost to a guy with a gun for a penis. Every few years, there's another film depicting the Wayne's murder. <laughs> we get it. Crime Alley. The Pearls. Wow, I didn't even stop drinking for my family. Well, I did, but then I started drinking again, but it wasn't as much. Don't worry, Nightwing. You still have the best looking ass out of all of us. Mm, let's give her a chance. Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can't. I saw a sign in the sky. I'm ready. There's something out there. I'm coming with you. You can't. I'm trying to protect you. Protect me from what? It's time. It knows how to hunt. I know how to survive. Whatever did this, I can kill it. <laughs> 